there are plenty of questions about retirement planning, like how much income do I need, or will it really cost $300,000 in health care when I retire? We'll answer some of the most common questions pre-retirees ask advisors on today's show. And now, Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts. Paul Roberts is Chief Investment Advisor and President of Roberts Wealth Management, and this is Retire Right Radio. Roberts Wealth Management, a growing company. We got to know a lot of the all-star uh, team members on this show, too. In, in fact, uh, Brennan Kilm. Uh, filled in a couple of weeks in a row for for Paul, and he always does a great job, too. It's nice to meet the team, and it is a team that gets behind your retirement. Paul, you just asked two actually really good questions as we enter the opening segment going through some common questions that pre-retirees ask, and we're going to cover those two you just mentioned a moment ago and more. How are you doing, Paul? Great, Dave, and yeah, these are these are very commonly asked questions, right, by retirees, and and if they're not, then then these are questions that that should trigger thoughts, and and it should be asked, right? Uh, you know, I, we witness both hands. Um, I'm here as you know, potential new clients come in and start the process. Is that yeah? Every, everybody's got that question in their mind. A lot of, half of them had that question. Mm-hmm. You know, how much income do I need? How much is healthcare going to cost? Will I outlive my money? But the slightly scary part, Dave, is is half of them don't have that question. They've never been asked that question by an advisor. They've never had that discussion. They've never really designed a true financial plan or income plan or addressed future liabilities with health care and other costs and made sure that their money's going to outlast them. And so anyone out there listening to this show, if, if what we're talking about resonates with you, if you've never asked these questions to your advisor, I, I guess my question would be, why haven't y'all had these discussions? Right. You know, um, I, I don't know anybody who wants to run out of money in retirement, Dave. You know, I've never met that person. I you? don't think I ever will. I don't right. think so, I ever will. So, so if you're listening to this show and, and your advisor's not having these discussions with you, I guess, you know, before we even start the show, I'd say, when's a good time to have these conversations? And, and why haven't you had these conversations with them? And, or even better yet, by by the end of this show, we'll, we'll give you an opportunity to come sit down with one of the all-star advisors of Robert's Wealth Management. And I promise you, they'll ask those questions. They're yes, very they will. On how, to, how to build a true fiduciary and holistic financial plan. And uh, you will get that opportunity to schedule several times on the show, as always. This first one that we have here is a good question to ask. And I'm wondering, though, are you getting asked that this or people are just coming to you saying, I am concerned about inflation? Because the question is, how concerned do I need to be about inflation? Well, Dave, honestly, you know, this is a, it's kind of a funny situation. It's always a funny situation to to watch, you know, uh, human behavior over time. Mm-hmm. And for, you know, inflation planning has always been part of our income planning. You know, when we start the income planning process, we say you have a income gap here, a shortfall we need to fill. So we got to be able to we got to be able to generate that income from your savings your retirement savings in a sustainable way that we know it'll it'll last the rest of your life. And they're like, well, great, now I've got my income. Well, no, that's step one in income planning. Then that step two is what we refer to as income gap number two, what happens survivorship, right? With the death of one spouse, we're going to lose a Social Security benefit. There goes a few thousand dollars worth of household income. How are you going to replace that? Do you lose a pension income? Are there any other losses of income, you know, for, for a future death in the family? We need to address that. That's proper income planning. And then we come to income gap number three, that we think if you're going to have a, a, a true retirement plan to see it to and through retirement, you got to have number income gap number one solved. What do I need to live my lifestyle? Income gap number two, what happens with the death passing of one spouse? 
and how do we regenerate that income? And then income gap number three we refer to as the two shuns. Taxation and inflation. <laughs> two most, most horrible shuns. <laughs> they're two shuns, but you know the problem with the shuns in retirement, right? What? You can't shun them. <laughs> no, you can't shun the shuns. <laughs> no, they, they get, they're there. They're directed. you got to face them, and you got to deal with them, Dave, right? Ooh, taxation <laughs> and, and inflation. Yeah, those shuns. you got to watch them. And, that's, and that, what we find is that's, those, are the, those are subjects that most people who come in have never had conversations with their advisor about, right? And so, you know, for over a decade, we've been talking to people, build inflation into your income plan. Also, we suggest, and most all people out there today agree, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know the future, but I'm pretty much, it's pretty uh, much majority agreeance that taxes are going to get more expensive when our current tax bill sunsets. Mm -hmm. We're sometime in our future for retirees today. So, you know, you don't have a full income plan if you have not addressed survivorship income and you have not addressed the two shuns. You got to know that higher taxation is not going to eat up your income and purchasing power. And you got to know that inflation is not going to eat up your income and purchasing power. So that means you got to have a tax forward plan in effect and a strategy to offset that. Mm -hmm. And your income plan has to keep increasing every year and keep giving you raises to offset inflation. Right. Um, but with that, on that note, before we wrap up, I know you got another question for me, Dave, we can move on, but I just wanted to leave one last thing with our listeners is, Look, the good news is inflation is down significantly. Of course, we, we all know that beginning of 2023, they changed the calculation formula that they used to, <laughs> yes, to come they up did. with the inflationary figure, but it is still coming down a lot. It's come down significantly in the last year, even more significantly over the last two years. Um, you know, two years ago when we were in that 10% plus inflation environment, we were going, oh, this is dangerous. It's going to eat up a lot of retirees if we have to keep sustaining and maintaining a 10% inflation rate, a lot of retirees are going to have real struggles. So the good news is it's back down. I think the, the most recent report last week was it's about 4.4%. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, take it for what it is. You can't, you know, uh, yeah, th- those numbers are only as accurate as they come. <laughs> right. But it is down significantly. You know, it's cut in half what? to what we were facing in the prior two years. So okay. that, that's, a good, that's a good thing for retirees going forward. It's yes, finally it getting is. finally grips of inflation a little better. Good. Hope, hope we'll keep going in that direction. Uh, 800-891-8680, by the way, to schedule with the team at Roberts Wealth Management. 800-891-8680. I was just looking ahead. We got so many good questions here this may have to be two segments uh but we'll get to the second one here is 80 percent of my pre-retirement income enough in retirement well i'm gonna say um you know there are a lot of myths and misconceptions in our industry Mm -hmm. Um, that's one of them in my opinion people have always said that uh you know don't worry you you won't need as much income when you retire your cost will go down i'm i'm gonna disagree with that uh, we always tell people and we encourage them, look, whatever your, your standard of living is, whatever the income you've had is, you, you need to plan to sustain that. Now, of course, it could be a little less income because you're not adding to your 401k, right, or, or saving for retirement anymore. So, you know, maybe it could be a possibly a 10 to 20 percent reduction. But instead of looking at it as, oh, well, my costs are going to go down 80 percent, your costs are not going to go down is the reality of retirement. I argue that your costs are going to rise because you're not at work eight hours a day, right? When mm-hmm. you're at a job eight hours a day, yeah, you're only spending so much money. You're right. not spending it's any like money during those eight hours. Yeah. Right. And you're only spending so much on lunch and gas to get there. 
when you have a lot more free time on your hands and you're not doing a job eight hours a day, you know, there's going to be cost associated with that. Mm-hmm. So I always say that I, I would, I would, tr- my, my goal is for clients to be able to maintain a hundred percent of the income that they had while they were working if possible. Now it's not possible for most people, but if possible, go for it. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's working for you now at a hundred percent. I don't want to cut anything back. Right. That's my attitude too. If I retire, hey, hell no, I'm going to spend more money. Right. I want to go have more fun. I, I didn't work all this time and work so hard all my life to not enjoy the fruits of my labor. Exactly. I'm going. I'm going to have a little more fun with my my money. Right. Well, that actually is a great segue to the next question. What is discretionary spending? <laughs> discretionary spending, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the non-essentials, right? Well, mm-hmm. I guess I don't know how how. How much of a, a nice term that is today? I think <laughs> that term kind of oh yeah it took a new meaning. Kind of right. took kind of turn tired tired of hearing that term from the uh, pandemic, right? Non-essential, essential. What's non-essential? What's essential? I okay. know. Yeah, you're so right. I, but I'm, no, I'm this gonna, is I'm about. Gonna re, I'm going to reword that. Yeah, I, I, I got uh, one for you. Fun. Fun. Yes. Yeah. Enjoyment. Uh-huh. Enjoying the fruits of your labor. You worked hard all your life. Now you get the reward in the end. What is that reward? Are you playing golf? Are you fishing? Are you knitting? Are you have, traveling with the grandkids? Whatever it is. Everybody's different. But whatever you find enjoyment in life, you know, those are discretionary expenses. Discretionary just meaning it's not a fixed expense. It's not your power bill, your, your, uh, you know, your Wi-Fi bill, or, or your insurance bill, or, or your mortgage payment. These, these are not uh, fixed expenses. They're expenses that are discretionary to, for you to be used. Some months you'll use them more. Sometimes you'll spend more. Sometimes you'll spend less. Uh, most of the clients that we have and most people we know, generally what they do is is the people who like to live and enjoy life the most and the fullest, they have their kind of a budget to their discretionary uh, spending so that that way they can manage it because they know they want to put in one or two nice big vacations a year, right? So right. Maybe they don't spend their full discretionary fund every month and they save it for six months so that they're at six months they can spend, you know, a large chunk on a nice cruise or a vacation or something that they want to do. Now, is helping so, your children discretionary because um, or in some people's minds essential? <laughs> I, I would call that very discretionary. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we actually, you know, that's that's always a rock and a hard place for an advisor. Um, but I can't tell you how many retirements. I've seen squandered because people still feel an obligation to their 20, 30, 40, 50 year old kids or grandkids, you know, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong. I don't want to take this in any way, the wrong way. I, I honor and respect that. I'm a, I'm a breadwinner. I'm a provider. I'm a father. I am now a grandfather. Look, I, I like to do for them and I want to help them. But there's, you know, I think a lot of people out there today have to say, well, where's that fine line between helping them and doing for them or enabling them and not helping them, right? And so, Right, exactly. Uh, yeah, I forgot about it. It's definitely discretionary. It's not something that has to be done. It's, it's, it's at your discretion and at your, your, your judgment. So. You've been on assignment a lot. I forgot to uh, congratulate you on your grandchild. So congratulations. Yeah. That's, uh, that's outstanding. Awesome. Thank you. Yep, yep. Uh, my daughter Joplin and, and my son-in-law Brendan, who've been on the show with you the last mm-hmm. few weeks, right? Uh, right. I've talked to him about the baby. Yeah, they blessed me for the second time recently. It's, That's it's great. Amazing. It's just so yeah. much, so much joy. I, I understand the true beauty and essence of life of being a grandparent these days. It's, Absolutely. It's amazing. 
I got a little Lily and a little Liam. So I've got a girl and a boy. Lily so and Liam. Good yeah. shape. Yeah, yeah, I've been following yeah. that. I've been talking to Brennan about it, but congratulations. Well, here we go. Here's that chance you were talking about to schedule at no cost, no obligation. That's right. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're listening, wherever you're tuning in from, say anything that we've said today resonates with you. If, if any of these conversations we're discussing you have not had with your current financial professional, then when's a good time? You know, un- the future looks uncertain for all of us right now. None of us know exactly how all this is going to play out through these economic troubling times and through the legal changes and the global changes and everything we have coming at us for the next few years. Me, I feel a lot more secure and I have a lot less anxiety when I have a path to walk, a direction to go, and a plan to implement. I understand a lot of people out there today have a lot of fear and anxiety about the future, but maybe, just maybe, a lot of that fear and anxiety can be taken care of with proper planning. The definition of stress is lack of preparation. So if you're feeling stress, maybe it's because you're not well enough prepared. Let us help alleviate you of that stress. Let us create a plan for you to walk down, a path for you to walk. And the number to call to schedule, again, it's 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. Paul, do you want to stay on this for a little bit longer? The good questions? Yeah, I think we've got a lot of great subject matter here. Dave, let's stay on the same thing. Coming up on Retire Right Radio. We're back with Retire Right Radio and Paul Roberts. Paul Roberts, who has been a busy man. Brennan Kelm uh, has filled in for him uh, a couple of times on the show, doing a great job. Uh, Brennan is part of the team of All-Star Advisors, but Paul is president and chief investment advisor at Roberts Wealth Management. He's a traveling man. He's a busy man. There are a lot of offices now to Roberts Wealth Management. We've talked about that. Let's see if I can rattle them off, Paul, see if I don't miss any. Uh, The OG in Biloxi. Uh, Mobile, Pensacola, a uh, couple in Houston. Uh, wait a minute, Daphne. Did I get them all? Daphne. Yeah. There you go, Daphne. Yep. Uh, Woodlands, Texas, Sugarland, Texas, and Katy, Texas. I tell you, but you know they maintain that mom and pop feel, and we've talked about that here. Um, yeah. Well, you know, when you sit down with the team, and we've said it too, that they. There, it's a team effort. So we're going. We're going to continue on questions that pre-retirees ask. And the great thing is, if let's say you're meeting with Brennan, and really he knows someone on the team who can maybe even better answer the particular question that you've asked. Well, then that that's going to go to that person. It's it's a team getting behind your retirement. So let's continue with some of these. We've covered uh, questions and, about it. And you know, Dave, on that subject, though, I, I'm sorry, but since you bring it up, uh, had, we we had a pretty um, off-the-wall situation a few times here in the last month. It, it, hmm. Two or three times it occurred, and it kind of caught me by guard because, you know, our advisory team works as a team, and, and the reason we do that is because I found a long time ago in the industry, what happens is, a, is an advisor tries to be everything to everyone. Right. And so they end up like the jack-of-all-trades, the master of none. Yeah. And and I we want to be the masters, Right. But for one person to be the master of everything is, is a lot. So we kind of hone in on and we, we hire and, and bring in advisors in our team that have more specialized arenas that they operate in. You know, maybe they're they're 401k and pension experts mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. and maybe they're tax experts, maybe they're income planning experts. Right. Medicare and, and all of the sort. Right. And so that way, everybody doesn't have to be every try to be everything. They could be really good at what they want. 
And so to me, that's always been a great idea. And I've always looked at it from, from the client standpoint of, I would love to know that I have a team of more specialized individuals that are all working together in harmony and I got a team supporting me. But I, I've run in, we ran into something in the last month or so that kind of took me back and I'm still trying to understand it. But, uh, you know, we had some potential new clients come in that, well, we decided we weren't a good fit to work with each other because, you know, they, they were, well, I, I, that's great that you guys work in team, but I don't want a team. I just want one advisor. I want one person, really? one person, that's all. And which now I understand where they're coming from on one aspect. Cause like, yeah, you just want to have a relationship with one person, mm, right? Right. Right. I get I that. I, yeah. I totally get that. Hey, no, I want, I want my go-to person. So I can understand it from that perspective, but also they're, they're meeting with two and three advisors all the way through. So it's like, you, you kind of have that one-on-one relationship with all of them. You know, they're all your go-to advisors. Exactly. So like, yeah. why, why wouldn't you want three heads for the price of one I, mm-hmm. if it was me that's the way i would want it i wouldn't want to know i have my estate planning specialist in the room i got my tax specialist in the room and i got my portfolio specialist in the room great that's better than one person trying to do everything and doing everything mediocre you know right so yeah yeah it's no a, that it's makes very, sense very different and i guess the if they're adamant business model i mean even if let's say they're adamant and they say no i want one person but okay and and you could make that happen but you're still getting the team because they're right. maybe behind the scenes working, right. that, and that's what that's why I explained this, Jim. I was like, well, you know, don't worry. We can if we we decide to work together, we can assign you one advisor, whoever you, and it doesn't matter. You know, you're meeting three advisors right now, whichever yeah. one you like the best. We don't wear our feelings yeah. on our shoulders. We're we're a very humble group. It's not like we don't, la- we don't allow any egos and arrogance to get in the way. But our advisors, if you like one of the three better than another, they, they don't take any offense to that. They know we're all different personalities. They get along with different. They're not people. fighting so, like that's my client. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, and that's why that's why we create this because I can't stand the environment in our industry. Most places where it's feast or fathom, dog or dog eat world, and everybody's out there competing with each other for the same client. Right, and, right. And then if one advisor gets the client, another one doesn't. Well, they're not going to help them. Well, who suffers in that situation? The clients. Yes, exactly. Right? And that's why we've created a different situation where we say, hey, if if Carter's out with the flu, well, I mean, do you want to wait five days for him to come back from the flu or, you know, or, or COVID or something to be in shape to be able to call you? Mm-hmm. Or do you want somebody else to be able to step right in their shoes and take care of you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So, so that's, that's, that's why we, we think it's advantageous to the client and it works out the best. So. Well, on that note, uh, you can get that, that team effort. And then however you like it, whatever circumstances, if, if you want to deal with one, I'd still want that whole team behind it, though, even if it's behind the scenes. 800-891-8680 to schedule. 800-891-8680. Well, since you teased this one, I want to make sure we can get it in uh, in in looking at good questions to ask when you meet a team like the team or an individual like the great individuals at robert's wealth management (laughs) will i really spend three hundred thousand out of pocket on health care and retirement that's the big one isn't it that's what everybody's wondering yeah Uh, so uh, you know the short answer is maybe maybe not right yeah um it, it depends on how good of first of all how good of health coverage you have you know how much do you have medicare do you have supplements do you have additional health coverage um how good of long-term care protection do you have in life now on that note we don't we don't utilize long-term care insurance policies Uh, we quit using those in our business about 15 years ago because they're just they're not a great product in my opinion 
Uh, they 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 charge a lot. The industry basically what happened to the long term care industry is they they underpriced all of their future li- uh, liabilities. So back in the eighties when they were really chunking out and putting everybody in long term care insurance, they underestimated life expectancy and they underestimated future medical costs. Mm-hmm. And so they they basically didn't price their policies properly in the beginning. And so now they're upside down on all these long-term care policies. And so to try to make up for it, the insurance carriers are charging really high premiums and they're really costly and very expensive now. But basically what what it is is you're not paying for yourself. You're paying for all the people in the 80s and 90s who bought insurance that was too good. Mm-hmm. And oh. so now it's it's your problem. Right. Now that burden's falling on you. So if you put it in that uh, perspective, you know, if somebody's trying to tell you, hey, it's a great idea, buy a long-term care, life insurance, a long-term care insurance policy, just think, oh, okay, so I get to pay for previous generations <laughs> and, and your insurance company's mistake. No, no, thank you. Yeah, so Basically, exactly. they, they've made it so expensive and so hard to get the benefits out the back end. You know, everything um, on life and long-term care claims, you go into nursing home, Next thing you know, you're trying to make a claim, and it is most people are unaware of this, but the benefits are reimbursement. So first of all, you have to pay for it all. They just reimburse you, right? And then not only that, to How reimburse long that you, you have to keep everything. Yeah, it, I mean, they, they're good about it. They, okay. they reimburse every 30 days or so, you know. But the point is, you have to keep up with everything and be able to show right. logs. Right. Of, you oh, know, when gosh. your medication was given, what was happening, when you saw the doctor, what went on. It's probably going to be your, your caregiver. Are not you perfect, know, yeah. Yes. Like your daughter. I need a caregiver. Son. Yeah. yeah. I need a caregiver. How am I supposed to keep up with logs and, and finances and receipts? I mean, and all you of might this be in there with dementia. I'm the person who needs caregiving. It, it, right? it could be dementia. Yes. That you're in there so for. So, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. Now, so now all of a sudden, your kids or somebody else and all these other people are burdened with trying to keep up with all these medical bills and statements and logs on what's going on. It's just, it's a nightmare. And and so today we don't use a long term care insurance anymore because today they have uh, amazing benefits that you can just attach to annuities or mm-hmm. life insurance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to where you don't have to jump through all those hoops. It's not reimbursement. You don't have to keep up with everything and log everything. You simply get to a point where you need long-term care and you file with them, say, I'm going in a nursing home, and they just start cutting checks. So it's a whole lot better ball game, and you're not paying for the mistakes of the mm-hmm. insurance of companies you know, from prior generations. So it's a lot better ball game. If, you, if you're concerned about long-term care in the future, let's, let's look at how we can create alternative ways to cover that insurance-wise with annuities and life insurance. Because back to your question, Dave, could it cost three hundred thousand? It most certainly it could. could. Yeah, it could. It um, may not. Wow. And some people won't have that that cost occurrence, but a lot of people will. It is also a simple simple fact. The statistic in the U.S. is that seventy five percent of the medical expenses that we acquire in an entire lifetime are all acquired in the last forty five days of life. Wow. I mean, I can believe at the end of life, yes, but wow, 45 days. Yes. The last month and a half of your life are more expensive medically than your entire life up to that point. Good gracious. Right. Now, now, I'm not trying to scare uh, people out there listening and saying, oh, you're going to get beat up by all these insurance, because generally most of that is covered by, you know, Medicare, health insurance, Mm -hmm. supplements Mm -hmm. and things of that nature. What we're really concerned about uh, having savings and insurance for is, do I end up in a nursing home? You know, do I do I need assisted living? Do I what do I need at a certain point in life because it's not going to be free and I'm going to have to pay for it? 
But who knows? Maybe the government will offer those programs for for free by then. But I I've never met anybody who said, "Yeah, I'd I'd love to depend on the on the government when I'm 85 years old to right. feed me and bathe me because yeah. you know I I believe so heavily and confident in their programs." I've never never found anybody <laughs> yeah, to say that, Dave. I haven't found that either, huh? Wow, you're going to be searching a long time for those people uh, that That's you've right. mentioned on the show. Um, so, yeah, let's get proactive. That's the thing. And now, especially if you're in that financial red zone, another chance to schedule with Paul at no cost, no obligation. That's right. You know, on this show, we're all, always talking about take the bull by the horns, right? Be responsible for your fate and your destiny. You are the maker of your dear destiny. This is no different. When it comes to your financial path, you, you have to take responsibility for your future. Will you occur major health expenses later in life? I don't know. You don't know. None of us know. The only thing we know is that the national statistic is that 50% of Americans retired today will run into these extra expenses at least by age 90. So what that means, put in perspective, one out of two people. Will it be you? I don't know. Do you know? No, you don't know. But would you rather sit around wondering and waiting and then just deal with it when it comes, or would you rather have a plan in place? Last segment, I left you with understanding the definition of stress is lack of preparation. If you don't want stress, add preparation. That's my that's my keynote to you to end this segment. Uh, pick up the phone, give us a call today. You can have a completely comprehensive review of your current situation. We'll look at every aspect, your insurance, your health, your later health, your income, your taxation, your portfolio, your risk. When you sit down with Robert's Wealth Advisor, you know you are getting a holistic plan that takes care of every aspect of your life to and through retirement and every aspect of your financial life. So pick up the phone today. Let's start having these conversations. They're not fun fun conversations to have, but it's reality and we got to deal with it. So let's do it today. But over, overall, the uh, conversation can be fun because you're really uh, holistically planning, uh, if you go forward with the team, the longest vacation of your life. 800-891-8680. 800-891-8680. This limited opportunity. But Paul and the team, they do open the schedule on this show every week to make it available. A comprehensive review at no cost, no obligation. 800-891-8680. 800-891-8680. Coming up, Paul's going to comment on some current events and also take a look at the real estate market. That's on the way with Retire Right Radio. Retire Right Radio with Paul Roberts, President and Chief Investment Advisor with Roberts Wealth Management. This firm is ready to talk to you about your retirement. There's some 10,000 Americans a day turning 65. And next year, and this trend's going to continue till at least 2030, but next year, uh, they're calling it peak 65. That's more Americans than ever turning 65. That's in 2024. Well, Paul, yes. you've got some things on your mind. We were having a great conversation off air, too, about some of the things you wanted to talk about, uh, some current events, and also uh, the real estate market and just where you see we are with that now. Yeah, let's let's start off there, huh? Let's let's talk about the real estate and, and have some discussions. And the reason I want to bring this up, Dave, you know, as, as we spoke off air, um, for all of our listeners is because I saw a, a meme recently um, on the internet and it's, it's this guy looking frustrated with his hands about to pull his hair out staring at his computer screen and it said I don't know if I could sell my house now 
at a profit before I lose those profits, or if or if I got a, if I should hold it, or if I sell now, I'm selling short or something of that nature, right? Yeah. So you're you're seeing this this extreme opposite of opinions in our economy. Okay, you're seeing the same thing with the stock market, right? Equities. Some people are saying, "Oh God, get out of Dodge, you know, get away. Don't. It's way too risky. It's, it's you're gonna get hurt." And some the other the other side of the uh, group is saying, "Oh no, it's bullish. We're good. We're good. We're gonna make money. Let's go jump all in for feet first. So anytime you start getting these major extremities mm-hmm. right, in life. The, the truth generally lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And when the other reason is when you start getting these extremities concerning markets and economic cycles, that's a warning signal, right? That's, yeah. that's, that's when your radar should go up. Wait, people are coming from two completely different sides of the fence. Right. Very opposite, different directions. That's when your radar should go up, right? So let's, let's address real estate. I, the reason I want to talk about it, Dave is because I keep hearing people, yeah, but I'm, I'm pulling money out of the markets. I'm pulling money out of here. I'm pulling money out of there. I'm going all into real estate. So first to address that, you know, if you're pulling money out of markets to go into real estate, you're pulling, if it's, if it's you know, money that's in the stock market I'm referring to, equities, you're pulling short-term liquid cash out to put it in a long-term committing investment you know those are completely different asset classes and and i think that's the first thing i want to address here is people had this idea of oh you jump from here do you jump there do the no there's this thing called proper diversification right where you where you have all asset classes and you have the proper allocation into each you may maybe it's time now to lighten up your 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 uh real estate holdings significantly but i'm not telling you that means you need to sell every single piece of real estate right or maybe it's time to lighten up your exposure to stocks, but doesn't mean you go and sell every single stock and just jump straight to real estate, right? Mm-hmm. This idea of, of jumping from one asset to the other, and then people aren't educated enough, I guess, or knowledgeable enough to understand they're different types of asset classes, right? A, a stock is growth, mm-hmm. short-term, liquid. Real estate is a long-term, yeah. non-liquid, tied-up assets, right? I mean, two totally different ballgames. So... I think that's one of the problems. Unless you're like flipping or something, you know. Right, right. Which, which I understand more. And and those of you out there, anybody who is into flipping, be very cautious. Walk gently. Think about your your decisions right now. Because my, I guess my biggest concern, Dave, is I feel the insurance industry has a lot of what we refer to as bull market geniuses. Yeah. Right. What we've been in a raging bull market in, in real estate since 2008. A lot of people have done great. I, I know tons of people who have, have been bull market geniuses. Literally, they have killed it and just done great for themselves in real estate. Mm-hmm. However, they've only ever experienced the bull market. Yeah, it went on like and 10 or 11 and, years. Right. And that's that's why I say these bull market geniuses. I don't mean to offend anybody. It's just that if you like have Monday never been through bear markets. Yeah. Yeah. You've never been through a bear market. You don't understand a bear market. Right. And you don't understand the signs of it. And then you don't take the the actions, precautionary actions needed, and then you end up one of the bad stories on the news. Oh, look at this guy, real estate mongol, made all these millions of dollars in 10 years, did great, and lost it all in two years. Mm-hmm. Right? And and I'm afraid that there's going to be a lot of those stories coming up. So I want to stress to, to people who are big real estate investors, 
hey, I am not down on real estate. I am just waiting for the time to buy. I am a big real estate advocate. I love real estate. I've done great in my life with real estate. I'm going to do great in my life with a lot more real estate. But I'm not buying right now. I'm no. waiting. I'm waiting for the sale. Waiting right? for the sale. The, the, this is not the right time, you feel. This is not the right time. And and then you look at home. You know, if you're into flipping homes, what has happened in homes? Well, they've devalued 20% so far this year. So, you know, you buy a home to flip it. It takes you six months to fix it up. And six months later, you're thinking you got a 20% margin on it, but values of real estate is only oh, down yeah. 20%. Now you spent six months doing and you made nothing, right? So just be very careful, those of you out there who flip houses. But moreover than just flipping houses, I'm talking more or less in the whole general aspect of real estate. Um, something that, you know, I, I was unaware of most of my career until just a few months ago. Honestly, Dave, I, I had no idea that this was even a fact until a few months ago, but I'm going to give you guys a leading indicator or a way to keep an eye on real estate market going forward. Okay. You want to see what we think or what we feel will happen in the U S watch Canada. Canada should lead the real estate downturn ahead of us. Now, the reason for that, and people are like, what are you talking about? Canada? They're, they're, they're nowhere as risky of investors as America. Yep. But what I was unaware of until just a few months ago, I, I, mean, I was just kind of blown away. My, I know a lot about finance all over the world, and I had no idea this was, was even true until just a few months ago. Canadian banks do not make 15- and 30-year mortgages like we do in the U.S. The banks don't? No. They create they mortgages with five-year renewal rates. Five-year renewal rates. Yes. Every so five every years. Every five years, you got to go in, you got to recertify, re-verify, and then you got to take the new renewal rate. We all know what's happened to rates in the last two and a half yeah, three years, right? Yeah. Okay, so you think about this. Go back five years from today. What were those people getting a mortgage at? Two and a half? Right, right. It was low. Yeah. Now their five-year renewal rate window is, is here, and they're renewing at seven and a half and eight percent on their mortgage payments. Is that a, is that a, like a, is it a five, it's a five-year fixed mortgage? Yes. Whatever your rate is, is fixed for that five-year period. Then you come to your, to your new renewal period, a new five-year window. Now you got to renew it, whatever the current rate is. Then you'll be stuck at that one for five years, right? But and so that the good thing is, hey, if you're ever in a bad position, it's well, only for five years. Well, well, maybe well that's things true. Will change to your, you know, maybe change will things will change in a positive manner for you five years from now. The problem I'm seeing, Dave, is like people are going to make your, it through this five years. Okay, because I mean that way you wouldn't have to do a refi if you can just make it to five years. Is that what you're saying? And right. it could be cheaper. Well, it, if you if you refi, you're still at the same rates. You know, the point is you're at a lot higher rates today than you were five years ago. Five years ago. You were getting a mortgage at two and a half, three percent. Yeah. Now you're talking seven and a half to eight and a half percent. Right. I mean that. Yeah. 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 You, so here's here's the problem: when people go to buy a a, a, a single family home today, Dave, and they approach a, a, a mortgage banker, whoever, right? What do they tell them? They tell them, see, just like car sales today, we've gotten this sickness all over the North American continent, where we go, this is what you can afford for a payment. 
It's not uh, about pay, the value of the home payment. or whether it's a good yeah. idea or a good pie. This is how much you can afford in a payment every month, right? Right. So people walk into buying a home with, what can I afford? I can afford 1000 a month or I can afford 2000 a month, just I, like they walk into a car. Yeah, some have to. I mean, you know, have to do that. Right. Many have to do it but that way. But, right. yeah, that's it, how they pitch it, though, right? Is that what right. you're saying? Right, and I understand that, but here's the point. They're walking in saying, okay, I can afford a $1,000 a month mortgage. So they buy a house that at that time would be a $1,000 mortgage, but that was at 2.5% rate. Right. Now they're renewing at 75 to 8 And what the difference currently, the Canadian renewals coming up, uh-huh. um, the ones that were five years previous to now, they're seeing the mortgages are greater than doubling. Most of them are tripling. So, yeah, I mean, you're not locked in with that. I mean, you you are with a 30-year. You're locked. Right. You know you know what your payments can be in the next yeah. 30 years. These Canadians don't. I so see your five point. Five years ago, they bought it at 2.5% and said, I can afford a $1,000 a month mortgage. Now, all of a sudden, they're renewing at 8%, and their their $1,000 a month mortgage payment just went to 3000 a month. You know what that sounds like? Yeah, How are you they going to afford out? that? That reminds me of another time. Hmm. <laughs> when would that have been? <laughs> yeah. We all remember the good old financial crisis. And yeah. let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, the writing's all over the wall in many, many different ways. But it's not just writing all over the wall about a financial crisis. It is writing all over the wall that we could possibly have a lost decade on our hands. It's not going to be easy to traverse the financial world from here forward. The next decade is going to be very difficult. You're going to have to be very strategic, very savvy. You're going to have to be in the right asset tax at the right time and not in the wrong asset class at the wrong time. You have to minimize taxation. You have to secure income. There's a lot that goes into making it through the next 10 years we have. But here's the good news for all of you listening. Even though we live in a do-it-yourself retirement world today, you don't have to do it yourself. You got the amazing team of all-stars at Roberts Wealth Management. Now, I call them my all-stars because, to me, I love being surrounded myself by great people, and I am surrounded by great people. The all-stars of Roberts Wealth Management are not just all-stars because they're great at what they do. It's because they love what they do. They're passionate about what they do. They care. They have big hearts. They're good people. I love surrounding myself by good people, and that's why I call them my all-stars. So if you're sitting at home and you have any concerns, you have any worries about the future, you don't have to do it yourself. Come sit down with the amazing team of Roberts Wealth Management. One of one, Let one of our all-star advisors start walking you through the process, talking to you. Now, we don't know. Maybe we'll be a good fit to work together. Maybe we won't. But I promise you there will be things that will come up in that meeting you have never addressed before and your financial professional has never discussed or addressed with you. Do you want to move forward in an uncertain world not knowing that you have a plan for certainty? I don't know anyone who does. I don't think you do either. Pick up the phone, call us today, sit down, let's have a conversation, let's bring up any red flags or risks to your future, and that most, most importantly, let's create strategies and solutions to help you sleep better at night. Solutions. Come join us today. I love that word, solutions. And also, I know their goal is to help take a lot of that mystery out of retirement planning because it can seem overwhelming. 800-891-8680 to schedule this limited opportunity for a comprehensive review about you. Already, you've got a head start on good information. If you go forward with Roberts Wealth Management with retirement planning, well, you got a head start there. Both of you do, you and and the team and knowing more about you. 800-891-8680, 800-891-8680. Coming up, Paul answers listener questions. 
with Retire Right Radio and moving into Q&A. Questions from listeners for Paul Roberts, President, Chief Investment Advisor, Roberts Wealth Management. And you wonder, well, how do I get my question in? That's easy. Email info at robertswealth.com. Throw in your town uh, so we can mention where you're from. We won't say your name. Uh, That's info at robertswealth.com. We got one from Tom Ball, Texas here. My company oh, offers, man. yeah, I love that name. That is a cool Tom name. Ball. I, I know it's really cool. Yeah, you know, I just well, actually, I'm I'm uh, I'm staying at Tom Ball. Tom, Are you really? When we're out in Texas. Yeah, we, okay. we got us a little ranch house What's out there. What's the best I'm, place to eat in Tom Ball? Tom Ball. I I I'm just f- trying to figure that out myself, Dave. <laughs> I'm, I'm new to the area, and I uh, I gotta say, uh, Tom Ball is a really cool place. Nice and country living, but I, I I'm still finding my way around. Well, There's not a whole lot around as we're far find as you shopping and eating and everything. Well, I but bet you it's something. That's why I'm out there. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a country boy at heart, mm-hmm. and uh, when we first moved out to Houston and, and started working out there. I, I love the city and certain aspects of being in the city, but I I need to I like to sit outside on Saturday and watch the squirrels run up the tree and listen to the breeze yeah. blow too and I, I like being in the country. So we went and found us a nice little Good. ranch house outside of town. Well and it's not like I mean it's not tiny. It's about what, twelve thousand people in Tomball. So uh, yeah. I mean it's not like a little town that's just a crossroads with a general store. It's twelve thousand oh, yeah. no, people. No. Yeah. Oh, and it, well it's it's fifteen, twenty minutes from the Woodlands and Katy and yeah. all these other places oh, yeah. that are just booming right. and have everything you could ever want. It's <laughs> just it's just right outside, you know, just 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 off the off just past the paved road. <laughs> uh, you turn there at the, uh, the paved road. Uh, Tom, or here's what they're saying in Tomball. My company offers a 401k and a Roth 401k. Currently, I contribute 6% to my 401k and 8% to my Roth 401k. Is this a good long-term strategy? Now, I want to contribute all to my Roth 401k starting next year. Is that a better strategy? Also, can I take out my principal if needed for my Roth 401k since it is after tax tax dollars wow yeah what a question that's, that's a lot uh, yeah no and, and don't get me wrong to to our listeners or, or you know the gentleman who submitted this question i don't mean that in a negative way i'm saying wow great that's, uh, it's a good question uh, yeah yeah man it's it's savvy he, well, he they knows are what's good going questions. on <laughs> he's got good questions he's got good ideas he's trying to they're they're trying to strategize they're trying to create a plan they're you know good good for you you're you're walking the right path you're, you're taking a few steps in the right direction now let me see if i can address your questions here for you six percent to the 401k eight percent to the roth portion uh, is this a good long-term strategy i i would say on one hand i would say yes it's, it's a good long-term strategy mm-hmm. and now let me qualify that the reason i would say it is a good long-term strategy is because i'm just happy that you're contributing eight percent to the Roth side that's great right now i am going to also qualify that by saying that is not a direct answer to you or anyone out there that is just a generic answer of hey i'm glad that you're contributing some pre-tax and more importantly some after tax but we don't know what is the proper type of allocation for you that's an individual basis that is something we do in our 401k coaching platform so it sounds like you're still working retired and that's what a lot of our listeners and a lot of people out there say yeah but you know i would have come seeing you guys years ago i I wish i would have planned years ago but i'm still working i'm still in my 401k I can't get that money out of my 401k till I'm age 59 and a half or 60, which is true most of the time, except a couple of situations. If you were terminated from an old job, whether you quit, fired or whatever, 
you have the right to roll over your 401k to an IRA to get away from that old employer, right? Mm-hmm. Or if you reach age 59 and a half. So here's the problem. People say, well, I would have loved for you to help me all along the way, but I couldn't. I was in my 401k at work. Well, we have something called our 401k coaching platform. I'm going to be very clear about this. Make sure all of our listeners understand. This is a no cost, no obligation service that we provide our community. You can, if you're 401k and you can't open investments with us and you're still at your company, that's okay. You come sit down with your advisors. We'll look at your 401k. We co- you can come in quarterly, sit down with them, and this is what they'll do. First, they'll look at the allocations inside your 401k and help you pick the right investments, right, and help you strategically reallocate every quarter to the best situation. And then secondly, what they will do is help you answer the question that you have here. Is this a good long-term strategy adding 6% to pre-tax and 8% to post-tax? I don't know. It's an individual situation. What we want to do is we want to find that happy medium for you, and that's what we'll do in our 401k coaching platform. We'll sit down and help you look at your current income taxes and your current obligations and liabilities and say, all right, maybe, you know, I, I am a I am a proponent of all after-tax money. I want to know when I get to retirement, it's tax-free. I don't have to worry about the government. I don't have to worry about what future tax rates are. I know I saved all my money after taxes. And also because right now, you know, for the last 30 years, taxes have been on sale. They've been the lowest taxes we've ever seen in the last 100 years in the U.S. So pay them now. Don't pay a future unknown rate. However, that is not 100% proper for everyone out there because some people do need to put some pre-tax in to get some tax deductions, right? But that's what we do with you in the 401k coaching is we sit down, we look at your situation, your income, your expenses and everything and say, all right, we should add so much to the pre-tax to make sure we're getting the tax deduction. And then we'll add the rest to the after-tax portion where you don't get a deduction, but that money will be tax-free in the future. I know that was a long answer, Dave. Well, it was a, it was three <laughs> it was, questions. It was, so, right. yeah, yeah. And, well, and I, actually, I guess I didn't fully answer his question here. He said... Uh, uh, next year, he's going to plan to contribute to the Roth 401k fully, all to the Roth. Is that a better strategy? Well, same answer. We don't know. We, we look at your individual situation. If you don't need the deduction for pre-tax, then yes, put it all in after tax. That is great. And then the and, third. And glad to see you doing that. <laughs> Can I take What's out? That? And thanks, folks, uh, for joining in. We're out of time. No, I'm kidding. I, <laughs> right? Can I take oh, yes. out? <laughs> one, one more part of the question. One more wow. part. Right. The third part was, can I take out my principal if needed for my Roth 401k since it's after tax dollars? Yes. The answer there is yes, you can. You can take the principal that you've invested back out if you come in a certain emergency situation or something. However, if you do, you will sacrifice um, any contributions the company made in any growth on that account. So info at robertswealth.com. Gulf Breeze, Florida. My advisor with a well-known company has my retirement portfolio and 20 or more funds, 30 percent in ETFs and four cash funds. It's very confusing. They claim to be a fiduciary. The money's safe, but returns given this year 4.9% have not been good enough, in my opinion. I'm 65. My spouse is 64. Is my portfolio spread across too many funds given my age? Okay. Got a couple That's of minutes there here. Too. All right. We got, I'm going to answer this one fast, Dave, before we run out of money. Um, first of all, um, I, I'm, I'm just going to state something here. Um, you said the money is safe. But returns given this year, about 4.9%, have not been good enough, in my opinion. Uh, and I'm not disagreeing, and, and everyone's allowed their opinion, but I would say if it is 
I don't know because I don't have it in front of me to, to, to an- analyze what we're looking at. But you're saying it's supposed to be pretty safe. Well, if it's a more conservative investment and it's made 4.95% so far this year in 2023 with the year we've had, I would say it's not doing bad. Okay. It's not doing great, but it's not doing bad. And and a lot of portfolios this year are more lacking on the performance side simply because they're, they rather err on the side of caution. Um, you know, we, we could get we could have gone after a lot more performance in our portfolios this year, but we have been real skeptical and real slow to do so. Um, you know we're we're doing all right for the year and we're we're doing fine and we've we've uh, we're coming along for our clients. But I this year this year was a really tough year. So I'm I'm just gonna tell you whoever they, your advisor or that firm is, you know I, I wouldn't beat them up too much over the five percent gain this year in, in that account. I, that's that's not bad. Um, and yes, Dave, I did just give a compliment to one of my uh, to one of my competitors out there. Well, I think that's so, a good way to go. Right. Uh, so he said the money's safe, but not good enough. Um, now, the last thing I wanted to address here is he said he's with a well-known company and his retirement portfolio is in about 20 or more funds, a lot of ETFs and four different cash funds. It's very confusing. Now, when he stated that line right there to me, it leads me to believe, yes, he's with one of these companies who pretty much purposely make all their portfolios as confusing as possible and spread the board and hold way too many positions. Um, I, I would see no reason to be in 20 to 30 different positions right now. Uh, in, in my humble opinion, once you get over 10, 15 positions, you're getting into a difficulty managing it. There's just too many things to watch, too much to keep your eyes on. I am the school of thought, um, you know, the KISS rule, keep it simple, stupid. Let's, mm-hmm. let's keep it as simple as we can. Let's keep something manageable that has worked for us for a long time. I, I don't like to be in greater than 10, 12 different positions at the time. Um, our, our current portfolio that we manage uh, has never exceeded, I think, maybe maybe the largest allocation we've had so far this year through all of our trading has been about eight positions, maybe 10 if I, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But we, we've kept it very simple. The other reason is because today we don't take a shotgun approach of spreading the board and hoping and praying everything works out, works anymore. Those are the days of the past. Today is about a, a very accurate shot rifle approach. You enter an asset class at the right time. You get out of that asset class before the wrong time. None of this, I'm going to spread the board so when one asset is down, the other asset is up. People who are still trying to do that old diversification game are getting burnt today. And if you're going forward that you may have liability, a, a, a large risk of being burnt going forward just because of the strategy there. Yes, it's confusing because there's too many moving parts, and I would want to look to simplify that portfolio. So, in wrapping up the show for the day, you know what we do? We do those non-biased, third-party portfolio analysis of your current situation, and everyone listening to the show today can get one, no cost, no obligation. You give the show a cost right now. You come in, you sit down with us, show us your current portfolio and statements. We use Morningstar, a third-party, non-biased group. They're the rating agency for all securities. They have all the data on all these securities out there. They are not. It is not an opinion-based report. Morningstar simply sends the facts back, says this your risk levels, here's your diversification, uh, here's what your future expectations are on performance, here's what your past performances look like. It's beautiful when you see everything on paper in front of you. As we stated earlier in the show, I was raised by a CPA of a father and he burnt this into my head. You know what? Liars always figure, but the figures never lie. I you love want to that. see the truth. 
stick to the figures. So that's what we're going to do. Call us, come in, sit down with one of our advisors. We'll do a third-party non-biased portfolio analysis. You'll find out for the first time in your life what it truly costs you to pay with work with your financial professional, not what they told you the fees they quoted you were, but what it truly costs you every year. And you'll have the best grip of where you're going uh, in the future and where you what you need to do to, or what you need to change to create success for yourself going forward. This is the most eye-opening thing we do for everyone comes in our office and everyone should have that experience. There's no reason to not get a second opinion on where you're going. How will you ever know if you're on track if you only take one word for it? The best opinion is a second opinion. Call us today. Come sit out one of the amazing advisors of Roberts Wealth Management and get a second opinion of portfolio analysis. 800-891-8680. 800-891-8680 to schedule. And Paul, we, have an, I, we, we had an idea here. Um, I think what we should, since you're looking for places, good places to eat in Tomball, Texas, uh, if, if our listeners will email suggestions to info at Roberts wealth.com info at robertswealth.com is that easy you can throw in a question for paul for the show too uh, info at robertswealth.com thanks so much for joining us we'll see you next week on retire right radio Roberts Wealth Management is registered as an investment advisor and only conducts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded from registration requirements. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up to date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. This program is a paid advertisement sponsored by Roberts Wealth Management. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. A professional advisor should be consulted before implementing any of these strategies discussed. Investments involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment or strategy will be suitable or profitable for a client's portfolio. Asset allocation, rebalancing, and diversification do not ensure or guarantee a better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. References to market results do not represent the performance of Roberts Wealth Management. Historical performance returns for investment indexes and or categories usually do not deduct transaction and or custodial charges of an advisory fee, which would decrease the historical performance results. There are no guarantees that a portfolio will match or outperform a specific benchmark. Tax information provided is general in nature and should not be construed as legal or tax advice. Always consult with an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation. Roberts Wealth Management is not engaged in the practice of law or accounting. Tax and social security rules are subject to change at any time. Annuity guarantees are subject to the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company.